Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is heating up my computer. Can I go back to... Uh... Yeah, yeah, go. You can stop screen sharing. All right. Can you see me still? Yep, yep. You good? All right. Yeah. Um... Yeah, turn on my shitty fans. Yeah, it's what it. Yeah, what it is at its core is just it's it's a it's an ongoing explosion, and you just oh yeah. And how the fast most, do you got to get going? Mach Mach twenty three. <laughs> the SR seventy one Blackbird. The you the Blackbird Mach three point three. You're doing seven times that. Vertically, well, vertically in the turning, but it's it's nuts. It's so nuts. At, at its, I mean, rocket science at the core is the most efficient rocket you could have. It would literally just be an explosion once. One time explosion. One time, yeah. And so, because carrying the fuel and you can only burn it at a certain rate, yeah, the most efficient rocket possible would literally be an explosion. But you know, G-force. you probably couldn't have people in there. Yeah, well, that <laughs> they was, would melt. Yeah, that was that was Gerald Bo- Gerald Bull, the guy who wanted to build an artillery gun to shoot shit into space. He's the yeah, thing. dude. They um, yeah, he said that he's he's like he was just the G force. He was like, man, we could get it up to orbit if we wanted to. They want to do rail guns and yeah. stuff like that. Um, and another thing was they had, oh man, I forget the name of the project. It, it's been like essentially bathtubbed a few times, but these scientists, when uh, the Cold War was ending, all these scientists were like, what can we do with these warheads? And oh, a yeah. bunch of them Orion. were like, Project Orion, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, we can just drop these behind the spacecraft and like, and that's that would be so efficient oh yeah just Big from, pusher plate i mean that's talking about the we have if you have a single instant explosion being the most efficient and then you have like 10 of those bad boys but then you know you really got to get that that sweet spot otherwise you're just detonating <laughs> detonating 30 nukes in space like behind yourself or you know it'd be horrifying to launch a bunch of nukes in space i know um Can't hear you. Can't hear you. Warren Ash Peter. Hmm. There you are. You can hear me? Yeah. I don't know what the fuck that was. Uh, it says my internet's slightly unstable. Aren't we all slightly unstable? I can't. You gotta fault, be. I can't fault the internet. Shit, man. I know. <laughs> we um, all have bad so- days. <laughs> So, uh, right. big, bigger, bigger missions like Voyager. Um, I don't. I think Cassini, uh, the Mars rovers, they all have RTGs, which are radio thermal generators. It's a big nuclear power supply on the rover or you know, on the satellite, right? And they've they've been getting more and more phased out because of the scary concept of not only having a rocket explode as a chance, but having a rocket explode causing a nuke to go off 
or fallout. However, however small it is, right? Like yeah. uranium on top of an explosion in the atmosphere, <laughs> and it's it's not. It's it's bad enough to be near a rocket explosion, but like if you have people watching, you know, and the whole nuke goes off, you got all that stuff that to worry about. Thermal so, pulse. Yeah, people until like we really, really, really get space travel nailed down. And the thing is, is that I think I think we're getting close. Like the confidence is getting high. I don't think SpaceX has failed a takeoff in a while. They yeah. failed the last landing I think they failed was a water landing they they missed the yeah missed the starlink first stage landing area off of kennedy and i mean they still did a safe water landing they were able to recover the stage before that the worst thing that happened was they, the had, they had that mishap second the launch cargo. of the falcon heavy the cargo to the iss the yeah um yeah but like so, all things considered it's yeah we're doing, and i mean we're doing good so there's a have you heard anything about the company rocket lab it this sounds new, familiar. New Zealand and California uh, rocket startup that does like smaller, smaller payloads to space. But their whole thing is that they can produce their rockets so quickly that you have a launch every week for smaller payloads, like two to five hundred kilograms. And they they hired. They say, how are we going to make the best carbon fiber rockets? And so they hired a bunch of these insane like yacht masters, sail master uh, construction guys who have a ton of experience with composites and they started doing that. And as a result, you know, the rockets are super light, super fuel efficient um, as far as weight goes, right? And they're, I don't know if this was a plan from the start, but it blows my mind that somebody came up with this. They're like, all right, people like reusable stages, right? Falcon 9, Blue Origin, uh, New Shepard, New Glenn, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. And I think ULA is going to start getting into that too. I see Tori Bruno getting attacked on Twitter a lot for not having reusable rockets. But the Rocket Labs guys want to recover their whole first stage by having two helicopters with a big net in the air and they catch it. They catch it hundreds of meters off the ground in a net. First of all, if you're one of those helicopter pilots, I don't know how it takes off with balls that big. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> what is it? Is it two helicopters? I would hope it's four. Yeah, it might be it might be four. I don't know. You gotta sure. Just think about that. Yeah, that weight just <laughs> Can you imagine a rocket stage just Exactly. It's gonna Yeah. Like pull them together like uh those little balls on a string that you yeah. can black. Maybe you do it over the water and you just you make the net big enough that all it really does is slow it down, kind of? I don't... Yeah, I think that... So they launched from New Zealand. Um, Maybe use drone helicopters? I mean, let's you, see. You could get, I'm, like, a I'm, Chinook, right? Why? If we can make some... Yeah. yeah, I feel like you could probably get, like, a drone Chinook in all of my helicopter expertise. I'm trying to think. Oh. People don't like that I use that block. It's yeah, that that's. Uh, I don't know. I think. Uh, what about just like balloons? So oh, so what happens is the rocket stage has um, once it separates the the kick stage, where it sends the stuff into whatever orbit it needs to be. Um, it deploys a parachute 
and essentially spirals down. So, I mean, it's still probably thousands of pounds just coming down towards Earth, but it's slower than initially. Terminal velocity. <laughs> I'm interested about this because they just did a launch. I don't know if they tried to capture. What if you just did something like instead of SpaceX where they're literally landing them, which watching those videos, it still seems like CGI. You're like, yeah, what? you're like, what am nuts. I? These things are like, like 17 stories tall and there's and they just stop. And it's like, I feel like I'm watching some like shitty, like stop motion, like, but it's happening. It's yeah. I'm, I've never seen a SpaceX launch. That would be rad. No, not in real life. I haven't. I would love to. I would love to watch. Oh, I know. But even just watching the live streams, like if you were there in person, just to confirm the realness of it, (laughs) just let it vibrate you. That would be. I would love to. I would love. I would love to watch them land again. I've watched videos of them landing from a distance, and it's not. Yeah, it's not like the the videos you see online. It's you know, it's from a distance. They're out there in like a crowd. Everyone's got a beer, and then it's like the two huge sonic booms as they come back down. And it's yeah, just the like rockets reignite. Yeah, and it's like holy shit. But what I was thinking, have you ever been to a rocket launch? No, I feel like I need to, man. Right, you got to get down to one. I would you love should to. try going to a SpaceX launch or something one weekend. But I've only been to, I went to the last launch of the shuttle really that's a cool. little kid yeah, yeah yeah we were in we were in florida for i don't know if it was easter but we took a trip down to florida and i watched it from the backyard of the house we were that's so out. cool it was nuts and that was the first launch i ever saw and then when i was at nasa in 2018 we saw insight take off um i think that was on like an antares and it was a bummer because uh, West Coast, like 4 a.m. launch, so foggy. We were like two miles from the launch pad and it was foggy as heck. But, and there was, I think it was so busy that they're like, you know, when you're at a football game or something, you don't really get cell reception. It says you got five bars. But yeah, the yeah but there's 10,000 people there. Exactly. The band was not great. And so we, like, we couldn't see if it was launching. And then all of a sudden you just start start to hear the yeah. rumble and the entire like the fog kind of you know you turn on your headlights and fog and it just blinds you yeah it wasn't blinding but it just illuminated the whole area like it was sunrise That's so and you cool. just start feeling it in your chest and it's just this deep deep yeah, rumble just drumming oh man god i, I want to that's got it's i i can see where like kids like they see it once and they're just inspired for life oh yeah it's it's insane and also uh the power of god just like i don't know i was in southern florida at some music festival music event and i was in a crowd and i didn't even know about the launch this was pre-space obsession i was like freshman in college um and i was in this crowd and i look up and i'm just seeing this like weird orb thing a couple of them just flying across the sky and i'm like those aren't planes i'm like what is that are those meteors or something are we about to die (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude i'm like well this is a pretty good spot but um (laughs) they just start like lighting on fire i'm like what and apparently it was the fairings just freaking slamming back into the atmosphere from a launch earlier that day at kennedy and i was that's yeah weird spot to see it i will say people 
at Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. On the audience. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, what? The, I don't even know how you would. Yeah. Yeah, it's like. There's a, there's a good video of a woman freaking out and recording a SpaceX launch. And she's just like, what is that? Oh, my God. And tons of people made memes of it. <laughs> fucking rocket right. lady sorry i cut you off what were you gonna say nothing important um it's i like i've seen fighter jets like i've seen air shows and like oh yeah and like those are inspiring you don't actually want to like go learn how to fly but like for like a moment it's like you see like an f-22 just sort of like literally it's almost just doing like a wheelie and it's just like burning oh, yeah. and you're just like like the power of that and then just like the vertical takeoff and do a fucking flip and, a, and you just you see him come down low and it's just like oh cool that's not like a commercial airplane you're like that's a fucking sports car like this thing yeah is- dude it's it's nuts when you think about it when okay. i through their aerospace program when we were in like a vehicle performance class learning about like how planes operate the most efficiently we never talked about the like hardcore fighter jets yeah uh, it was all it was all passenger airline stuff, and I had a great teacher. And so there's this curve, and it just like asymptotically shoots up near zero. Zero being um, essentially how perpendicular it is to the ground. So zero being just firing straight up mm. as the most inefficient. Right, you're yeah. not covering any distance. And I raised my hand and I asked the teacher, I'm like, Doctor Saley, what? This graph implies you can't just sit there and hover. <laughs> like you can't have enough thrust to just hover. He's like, that would be so stupid and efficient. Like that'd be pretty cool. He's like, yeah, it would be pretty cool. He's like, fighter jets can do that sort of stuff, but you wouldn't see that with a passenger airplane. Then he's like, all right, back to passenger yeah. airplanes. And I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, it's. But he liked he liked helicopters, man. When we were talking about helicopters, he was like the Super Stallion and the Hercules, these monster, yeah. monster. He loved helicopters. Have you seen the uh, the SB one Defiant? The SB one Defiant. Let me pull up a picture. Of yeah, that th- I saw a comment on Reddit that said it perfectly. It was like, it was like this looks like a YouTube clickbait thumbnail, but it's real. Dude, that thing is rad. What is this? Boeing Sikorsky. Yeah. There's Sikorsky Boeing. Yeah, and it's got the back propeller. Yeah, Army's future vertical lift program. Made its first flight last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you find videos of it, it it's it's a trip to watch. It's, it's like, what the fuck is this thing? It's... Yeah, so... It, but I was thinking, like... That's nuts. I can't imagine seeing, like, a rocket. Because it was, like, an F-22, and it's like, wow, that's nuts. But I was like, just... Imagine just seeing a rocket where it's like, yeah, man, there's no... We're not even, like, pretending to be fuel efficient. Like, we're not even... <laughs> There's no like, we're putting on a show. It's like it's like your buddy, buddy trying to go zero to sixty in his new car. Or something. Yeah, yeah. It's and it's and it's not only that, but it's something about like the risk. It's like, yeah, no. It's like we like this thing, and if it works, like on a, if it works, a thumbs up. 
we're going to end up just in orbit. <laughs> we're leaving the planet. That's when it works. If it doesn't work, we're dead, and Thermal Pulse is probably going to kill everyone here. And it's like, has it happened before? A lot of times it's happened before. Are we doing it again? Fire it up, baby. It's just Dude, and the percentage, the more that goes, you know, the percentage of the bad stuff happening just lowers and lowers yeah. and lowers until, until you know, people like get cocky. SpaceX can convince you to buy a ticket on. Yeah. Um, and I just think, I think that's absolutely nuts. Because the, for me, the inspiring part is just, a bunch of people came together and were like, let's freaking do this. Like, let's <laughs> for the for the greater good or for a show, right? Yeah. Like, I don't. Let's just fucking do it. Science is science is done on the missions for sure. It's helpful with yeah. understanding life and the universe, but it's just that and something kind of noble. Like, I imagine Christopher Columbus era, right? You know, you're setting off on this voyage around yeah. the world. You know, there's something magical about Jackie Chan like around the world. Yeah, um, and it's just nuts to be like, you know, we're not confined. We're not confined yeah. here. As far as resources go, yeah, yeah, yeah. we are. But, but yeah, to we're think going that out to the unknown. This is this is the this is the age of people. And the Apollo era was, I think, the the beginning of this, right? Is this is the age of people not being confined to Earth. And it's just gonna be nuts how the opportunities change and how aerospace booms around that. I think there's about to be this Oh, I think we're Absurd. I think we're at the bottom of that transportation curve. renaissance. It's right? about like, to we're at the, Yeah, we're at like the sixties, but instead of psychedelics, it's we're going to like we're going to space. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're watching it, it. We're watching it. It's almost like we're we're emerging out of the dark ages of transportation, right? Because yeah. in the grand scheme of things, a hundred years ago this dude made a car. Um people made famous quote, people ask if I asked people what they wanted, they'd say a faster horse. Yeah. And then late 1800s people started i mean da vinci was working on gliders back in the renaissance and uh in the 1800s people were making gliders 1900s wright brothers airplane kitty hawk 60 years later put men on the moon and then we took a step back and we're like all right, all right, all right. and now i think that it's getting private grasp and it's not just let's do this because we're in a war or yeah. let's do this to show superiority it's like Let's do this because we gotta start. Yeah, we gotta start doing this. Yeah, um, with asteroid mining, the potential there. Oh, the argument yeah. over the argument over different resources on the moon, right? Like, who has claim over what part? Um, there's a bunch of ice water. Helium know, three. A bunch of helium. There's a bunch of missions going to the moon now that are like really, really, really refining our understanding of the resources on the moon and what we're going to be able to pull back if, you know, if global warming or climate change for whatever reason you know decreases water availability and commercial launches become so cheap that we can start mass transporting water rocks whatever um that's nuts and they're it's not it's not even that crazy of an idea because they're setting up for it with artemis right in 2024 we're landing people on the moon and it is a big like nationalistic yes let's do this international thing but um lunar gateway is sitting if you think of the earth and the moon right there you can orbit the earth you can orbit the moon and there's this beautiful sweet spot in between where the gravity has an equal pull on you from both it's called uh lagrange Lagrange point yeah and so it's going to sit at the l1 lagrange point i'm pretty sure and that's the lagrange point in between there's also a lagrange point on the other side of the moon and 
it's going to sit there and this makes it the the worst part about rockets is it's inefficient a if you can't reuse it right because you have to keep building it and b um if you're not using it to the fullest capacity you can so you have the materials you can bring it to lunar gateway and so you can have less fuel than you would to get to the moon which drastically reduces cost the worst part is launching off of earth yeah once you get to the moon transportation or once you get to orbit transportation gets so so cheap uh, as far as fuel and so you get you get to this lagrange point and there's this big iss-esque out, outpost yeah. there um, you can refuel and this is going to be kind of like the iss in terms of you know it's going to take some time to develop and get it up to where it needs to be but if you have something there where you can refuel, okay, you just saved millions in fuel and weight on the launch, and now your reach has extended way past where people have been able to go before. Like, yeah. the Voyager had to do loop-de-loops around Jupiter and yeah. different uh, planets just to get gravity assist to leave. If we're able to refuel and do that, there's, I mean, we can go way further, way faster, talking about Sonic Sat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throwing back i yeah. was thinking about that just, on my run today i was just thinking about gonna bring it up yeah i don't know as soon as you said gravity slingshot i was like when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I was like, Warren and I have talked. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, Lop G is supposed to be at the Lagrange point, and it's, mm-hmm. yeah. And and that's going to make it so, so much cheaper to land on the moon, take back off, come back, and launch from Earth to go to the moon. And especially if you can put excess supplies there to keep people um i think they're astronauts in the iss typically are in between like 180 or like 90 and 180 days i think um just because of some of the health effects and they're talking about keeping people on the moon a little bit longer uh because there's gravity you're not going to deteriorate as fast on the surface of the moon um but you know you need the resources which is where lunar gateway comes in and there's actually uh there's a graphic. I'll talk about that later. But what what people are going to notice if this is a success is there were a bunch of companies that were mega optimistic and their ideas were economically sound. It was just they were before their time. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about companies like Planetary Resources or Deep Space Industries, these people were like, we need to start utilizing asteroids, start utilizing the moon. Um, as a stepping stone for where we want to go where what is rocket fuel it's hydrogen and oxygen yeah okay well if we go to the moon and dig up ice water we can convert that h2o into hydrogen and oxygen as fuel so you're carrying less fuel than you need you're able to utilize things on the surface and now you're able to get more materials along the way and go further um because you're not you're not under the constraint of having to keep launching and launching and when you're on lower gravity bodies like asteroids, right, the possibilities are endless, especially yeah. in terms of the gra- materials. Yeah, the gravity and, well isn't forever, isn't an insane. And there, there are companies 
like deep space industries. Um, Luxembourg is a huge, huge advocate of utilizing space resources. Don't sleep and on Luxembourg. Dude, don't sleep on Luxembourg. They're Wild card. a rich country. They're, they're tossing money to it. They're like oh, yeah. investing in these. I know Planetary Society got bought by a blockchain company. And I have no clue what they're doing now. But um, deep space industries is like, all right, if we can get to asteroids that have, you know, gold, platinum, gold, whatever. trillion dollars of platinum on it. So, so it, it's not even about just the materials. Yeah, you can bring back all these precious metals that we use in manufacturing. And you can really expand what's happening on Earth in terms of technology. But you are landing on something and their final goal was like if we find big asteroids full of good stuff like we want to set up factories that can produce spaceships there because <laughs> if we have the resources Save all to make fuel. the spaceships and make the fuel just think about the potential of launching from something whose gravity is you know one eighth of earth or one twentieth of earth you could Endless, that endless would be, possibilities. That would be an explosion of discoveries. That would you'd be you'd be landing on every every planet that has a surface, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I got I got to piss again. I'm sorry, but yeah, back to uh, back to science and stuff. So, what I was thinking is like it's yeah, I kind of feel I kind of feel like we're because like I don't know the space race was the space race, but it like it was yeah, you're right. It was more about like these like hyper prioritized and classified like reconnaissance big, missions big defense stuff yeah cia you know, and nro geospatial and then yeah up you gotta up stand up the soviets and get to the moon but didn't really have any like didn't really have any like depth you know it was, yeah it was it was a big i mean and it was an arms race if you can put things in orbit you can put bombs in orbit you sure can, you're not safe anywhere and that was um, yeah that was the fear of sputnik they can put up that they can put up a warhead yeah and i mean same thing same thing with going to the moon if we get to the moon first like what technologies are we hiding because if you publicize going to the moon yeah you know yeah yeah you can, yeah. You can obviously do some good rocket stuff yeah 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 if you yeah if you can go to the moon and it's just whatever it's and that's uh it is it is a lot different these days because you know it was it was insane when we were developing all these technologies right and i think a lot of military technologies uh are insanely useful and have brought a lot of insight to the field right like gps satellites as a yeah. whole and and those are still people are still researching and optimizing those for uh getting more precision higher precision and a bunch of people at NASA are working on, okay, how are we going to set up the most efficient GPS possible on the, on Mars, on the moon? Um, and so it is, it is very future focused, right? When you talk to anyone at NASA about what's going on surface level, they'll be like, well, you know, it depends who's the president and what they say we're going to do. Sure. Either they're going to say, they're going to, if it's Donald Trump, they're going to send a tweet out and be like, we're going to the moon, we're going to Mars, whatever. Biggest, beautifulest um, moon ever. And, and what's crazy is that I've seen people directly impacted by one of those tweets. I have a buddy who's doing his dissertation on some crazy, uh, crazy GPS stuff on other planets. And it was all Mars based because during the Obama administration, I'm pretty sure I could, I could be having this backwards during the Obama administration. They were like, let's get meta Mars. That is the next step. Yeah. Um, and so he was like, all right, Mars GPS, let's do it. Let's figure this out. And 
then Trump was like two years or three years into his presidency. He tweeted, it's like, no, 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 no Mars to the moon. No Mars. And it might have been, it might be vice versa. It might be not to the moon to Mars. Yeah. And they had to change the whole project. They had to redo oh, shit. all their code where they had to change parameters, you know, okay, this isn't on Mars. This is the moon. All right. What satellites do we have around the moon versus Mars? What's on the moon versus Mars? And you know, when you're, when you're writing papers a week and going in offices, it can be frustrating, especially because if you publish something about Mars, you can't get paid for it. Yeah. Um, because your time has to be allocated towards what the government says. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's, uh, a double-edged sword you have more security as NASA right but depending on you know what's going on in the world um, you don't have guaranteed funding and when you have these super millionaire billionaires Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos having these as their pet project and they're really stoked on it a they won't let it die um, just because they won't like I I don't know how many funders Blue Origin has I don't think they do they don't super market or publicize any other launches. Um, super, I know they're under some contracts super, yeah. to do engine stuff, but it's it's people with a passion that are driving it and making money off of it. And those people are pushing it further and further than NASA can and in different directions than NASA can, right? Mm-hmm. Like Elon can say, Mars is the final goal. And Trump can tweet, we're going to the moon. He's like, Mars is the yeah, final yeah, goal. Yeah, Elon doesn't give a fuck. He's like, cool. Yeah. And I mean, they're still taking advantage of it. They're, they're wanting to send a starship to the moon for the Artemis program or Lunar Gateway program. And um, so it was Blue Origin. They're all saying that. And Blue Origin was originally, you know, um, hey, we're going to do tourism in space and that's what we do. But I think I think the privatization of it is part of the part of the Renaissance, right, is uh, going to be a big step. I mean, you're starting to see more and more and more of these companies who aren't just doing government stuff. I mean, SpaceX and whoever do make a lot of money on government launches, but we're seeing companies that do uh, satellite imaging or other launch services commercially, all commercially. So it's it's a pretty exciting time, and I wish I could be around much, much later than I'm going to be just to you know see see what happens and see how it ends up. I just think it would be absolutely nonsense to see people get to mars ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint mobile unlimited premium wireless ready to get 30 30 ready to get 30 ready to get 20 20 20 ready to get 20 20 ready to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month so give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. That, In yeah, my lifetime. That would be... Yeah. That, that would be insane. Because the moon... Like, going to the moon was insane. Like, I don't want to take anything away from that. But yeah. it's also, like... It's right there. Like, it's not right there, but it's right there, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's like... Neighbor. We went there, and we, st- we stayed... And we stayed for, like, a little bit, and, like, that was cool. But, like... It was never we're like we're going there and we we're like you know tag you're it and we're like ran back like you know we got yeah, there they, and we're like we did the they thing walked around, got some rocks it was ba- research, badass went back. to a different body that's insane but um i think yeah i think the main priority 
just vanish for a while is going to be you're going to have lunar gateway and you're going to have some sort of outpost on the moon's surface where you have a habitat where people can survive for you know half a year um and i think depending on how quickly that's ramped up i think we could see something on mars similarly but i think there i mean there's a decent amount of research that goes into the psyche of it too um because like the moon couple days round trip yeah you know uh as much as it's you know you just got to find some really not claustrophobic tough people um to do that but you know you go to mars the shortest trip you're going to get is two and a half months two months um and i mean if you're doing it super fuel efficiently because you need resources to keep people alive for the four month round trip plus hanging out there for a month or two um you know, you're you're probably going to take a longer trip there and use less fuel, and so you're looking at like a six month to year long, two year trip, round trip. And I mean, I live with a few guys, and I think we're all. I don't want to even say mature. I won't say I, we're all mature guys because we're not. But it's like if I can get in beef with my roommate, you know, yeah. over him taking meatballs out of the freezer or yeah. something. Yeah, or like moving where a spray is in the fridge just because I'm having a bad day like yeah imagine imagine being shoved into something the size of a small closet in a spacesuit where you're like cathetered up eating goop for two or three months that's yeah that's and people are like dude we're just gonna sedate him we're just gonna have him on mad Xanax I think you gotta because I, I don't I don't know yeah I don't know how you can do because that's a legitimate yeah it'd be like have, medically some amount of medical induced coma absolutely because think something. like you're when you get there like you are walking out onto another planet like yeah you have to be at your absolute A game not on your B oh, game yeah. not on your C game and not so you have to have them on their absolute best and we're potentially putting them out on there coming off of like the worst like they're going to be on like a bad day that dwarfs any bad day any humans ever had and so other other factors to think about and i this is why earlier i said i think it'd be amazing to see people land on mars in my lifetime but i don't think it's going to happen and i think i think we will if you if you think about the logistics uh more than just like fuel and you know people are going to be cranky Okay, if you send someone to the ISS, they're 400 kilometers, they're 250 miles above the Earth's surface. The effects of the microgravity up there, they're working out for two hours a day. They're still seeing huge bone loss. They're still seeing issues with their eyes and their brain function. Um, You know, your body deteriorates. It doesn't know what to do. It's really, really, I mean, sick up there um, and has lasting effects on your heart. on your veins, on your bones, on your muscles, on your eyes, on your brain. And so even if you did just like, all right, we're gonna shove people in a capsule set on Mars, they won't be able to stand up by the time they get there. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, and then you're thinking, oh, okay, so we need to either build a workout room on a spaceship that's gonna send them there and still have space, or you're gonna need some sort of artificial gravity where they can hang out. And that's where it gets like, you're looking way past the complexity of anything we do. I don't even know if Lunar Gateway is going to plan to have anything different than the ISS in terms of artificial gravity, but if you want something 
to have similar gravity to Earth, you're looking at something that either spins really, really fast or is about a, a mile in diameter. Um, and it wouldn't be fun to launch that off of Earth. So Yeah. Dude, like But what I was thinking is like I wonder if like the best candidates would be like sailors from nuclear submarines that spend like months That's, at a time on this little thing. And I think they I think, work out something like they said the seals that are on them because like that you will use like nuclear subs to like covertly deploy navy seals i remember mm-hmm. watching some documentary it's like they have nothing else to they don't have to it's not like microgravity but they said like they'll just work out like seven hours a day because there's nothing else to do yeah and who i'm else just better, to work out and read yeah who else is better trained for that man these guys that are used to being in this tiny little fucking thing surrounded by infinite death void the ocean yeah you know yeah i can't, think, can't get out i think so for sure i think you need people who are you know predisposed to being able to survive in those environments otherwise it's just not possible and i think uh, there's probably there was some special on the science channel or discovery channel where they they talked about you know nasa does these studies where they pay people you know chill out in in a fake yeah. lunar martian outpost yeah saying they're like 500 days or something yeah, and no one's no one's made it more than a couple months, a couple weeks, few weeks, just because. I mean, it, it's gonna be a little tempting. It's, it's probably more tempting to leave because you're like, I'm on Earth, I can pull the plug and just say, just go to Chick Fil A. Like, I can just yeah, dude, go to Chick Fil A, watch some Rick and Morty, and get ripped. Like, <laughs> that sounds way better than hanging out in a desert in a big spaceship. Oh, yeah, you're good. I mean, just send it no, to you're us. fine. But I wonder if it's easier to do it when, you know, it's, I don't know. I imagine that, like, if you were to go swimming and you're training in, like, some swimming pool and they're like, let's see if you can swim 50 miles. Like, at a certain point, like, you know, your limbs feel like concrete. You're so tired. Your muscles ache. I just want to get out. But, like, if you're in, like, the middle of the ocean because, like, your plane went down and you're still like you can see shore you're like 10 miles away like you know you can survive oh yeah you're you're gonna swim that there's gonna be something that's like fear and it's gonna be just also like i have to do it like i have to do it i think yeah humans like i think there's gonna be certain there's gonna be like animals in general anything living in general built to survive if there's even the slightest possibility right so i think like they're just like i just have to buckle down if you didn't see shore, you know, you'd probably still pick a direction and swim until you just, could. In the um, end, until you just stopped. Because there's, like, what else are you going to do? You're going to hang out and be like, oh, you know, a boat could come by in a few hours. Or well, days. guess this is it. Yeah. Fuck I don't man. know what I'd do. I'd be like. I would hate to be stranded in the ocean. Just fucking sharks, man. Bro, sharks. Fuck. I don't even think sharks would go after you. Yeah, I don't. What are you trying to say? You don't think sharks would, would think I'm tasty? Well, I mean, I think... Maybe my urine would just... Like, dude, this thing keeps pissing. <laughs> they call... Uh, I think it was, it was a, on one of the old Rob Deerdeck shows. Did you ever see, yeah, like, uh, uh, Robin Big? Yeah, he had the other show. I forget what it is. And then he had Rob's Fantasy Factory? Yeah. They, on the fantasy factory they went scuba diving with sharks and they put you in like a chain mail thing because you want to get bit by a shark on his arm um 
and he said he was gonna you know he was gonna crap himself out of fear and then the diving instructor without skipping a beat and i still to this day don't know if it's a lie and or scripted because i haven't googled it he said if you poop yourself we call that shark sugar because they like the scent and they'll come after you if you crap oh no <laughs> I'm like so maybe you'd be fine just being being maybe, away maybe yeah i think if but i think if you were out there and it was like you know you're on an interplanetary voyage i feel like there would be a certain level of like there's a goal in mind like i can't get even no matter how bad it gets be like i can't get at it and but and not only that so that's like the negative like use fear to your advantage like i can't get out of here but then you'd also there'd be a positivity wouldn't be if i get to the end of it then i'll get the check from nasa because i did it you'll be like i'm gonna be on a new fucking planet yeah, so it's it's, it'd be nuts. it's very different than just you know swim a hundred laps versus you're in the ocean. Well, that's I think that's why it's hard to test and train people yeah. for it, right? Is because there's nothing you can compare it to. And this is, I mean, this is what they're going to end up doing is probably sending people to the moon and being like, "Here's what's going on. There's no way out here." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, probably. Yeah. So it's have to it's play. to come. It's to come for sure. And it's just hard to imagine because we're not at that point, right? but it'll be interesting do you i wonder how much difference it would make if like you each had your own pod like within like the interplanetary craft because it could be like so it wouldn't be isolation you could still see all your other buddies but just yeah that point of like everyone's just wearing on your nerves even if you just had a little pod that was like barely bigger than you but it was just like quiet it's like soundproof you could just mm-hmm. go in there and just listen to an audiobook. We could watch a movie. Yeah. You could talk home. You could, I don't know, have some, like, limited, like, FaceTime. I think that could make all the difference in the world. If you just had that little, like, you know, you can just have that little, it's your own little room. It's your little bit of autonomy. Like, that could save you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think for sure. And, I mean, astronauts have, like, there's, an acoustic guitar on the ISS. <laughs> so we got that going for him. <laughs> I don't know about board games. I think, why think. couldn't you put it like an Xbox though? Just one, like four controllers. Oh no, dude! I think dude, imagine just fucking just like co-oping campaigns for like nine months on the way to Mars. Just like, they, they just have to play in Halo in space with sight. Oh, dude, they start playing Doom or something. Yeah. And stress each other out. <laughs> Dead space, but, you just, <laughs> but just load it up with like a hundred titles. I bet you they've got like a. There's got to be something up there, maybe. I I would bet. Like I feel like Microsoft would jump at the opportunity to do it first. Thing yeah, first. yeah, yeah. PlayStation. Yeah. But that, I mean, even that being said, I'm trying to think about. I watched a few videos about a day to day astronaut schedule, and I'm pretty sure, pretty sure they only sleep six or seven hours because like they have, they have, they work all day. Um, inside or out, yeah. they have to work out for a few hours, and then they gotta eat and cook. I think each astronaut only has like hour, hour and a half of downtime a day, and they get six hours of sleep. But um, yeah, dude, they could totally run up Halo or like Rocket Cars, Rocket League. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Yeah, I think a lot of companies could jump on that. You'd ha- you'd have Apple would upload just some like you know some hundred terabyte hard drive just some compact hard drive and be like there's every song ever from like itunes and there is like there's fifty thousand movies on there 
Like, okay, get lost in any series. Like, you know, you haven't seen Breaking Bad? Cool, knock that out. Game of Thrones, Rick and Morty, The Office, just like, you haven't seen the Lord of the Rings trilogy? Jump on it. Like, you could yeah. do that. You could, yeah, you've never played a game before? Just fuck it, pick it up. You play Grand Theft Auto? Yeah, why don't you play the first five titles? Like, you know. Play Grand Theft Auto in space. But yeah, not only, I don't know, it'd just be, yeah, or you and your buddies, you're just there and it'd be like, even squat up and it'll just be like so I've you'd absolutely I've have met to one astronaut yeah. I forget her name oh I forget her name shoot but she was just like so sweet for fun you know she's just a distance runner hangs out does a lot of gardening and I'm just trying to imagine her just like mowing down civilians in Grand Theft Auto and being like, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, but if you gotta let out a little, like, you, well, you can't fight your like crewmates. Like, if you guys are getting yeah, on each other's nerves, but I wonder just like shooting each other again and again and getting it out. Like, you know, this is that what you get for like, something. yeah, this is what you get for taking my like MRE. Just like hack them with a hatchet or something, and then just get it out of your system. Be like, okay, yeah, we're good. You know, I like it. I think that's a good idea. We have, let me see. Do they have video games on the space station? Maybe not for the space station because they're mostly doing work. But something like the the route to Mars, where it's literally like we just got to get them there, like psychologically intact. Why not just make it like a fucking make it a vacation, make it a fucking good time. Make it a vacation. Yeah, I mean, eventually there'd be communication gaps, but you, should, oh, you could you could video play games on. in space. Next, over fears of space station hacking. You know, make he it. He wanted. Oh, uh, he wanted to play an MMO. Just make it. No, yeah. Well, don't do it online. Make it a closed, like a closed system. Yeah, exactly. Like a Faraday cage around it. Like that'd be fine. Yeah, I mean, you could just have an Xbox not hooked up to internet or Wi-Fi. Or yeah, just. Yeah, imagine if you had that, or just like some shit you could get lost in, like I don't know, like some sandbox games. Or you can just like kind of build you. If you're playing Kerbal Space Program, like you just be up there just doing whatever the fuck you want. But be I, awesome. Yeah. Do you do you think that there would be one forty nine? You want to go for like eleven more minutes? And yeah, there? that sounds perfect. Beautiful. Do you, do you think there would be something like? Oh man, I feel like you'd have to have like an allotted amount of like Valium or Xanax. And it would just be like a lotted amount of what conversation? Valium or Xanax, like you would just. Oh, oh yeah, no, yeah, dude. I you, think they you couldn't I have them like, totally load that up. You couldn't have them on it twenty four seven because withdrawals are real. You couldn't be having these guys going through like, uh, what, what's that movie? Um, Re- Requiem for a Dream. You couldn't have like that shit going on on a spacecraft. But like, even if it was just like every like, like once a week, you are allotted like a shot of like like Xanax that might be all you need just for like once a week like once a week you go out and just kind of get drunk with your friends and it's like you just kind of like let go and you're like relax can act like an idiot and then it's like you can do like the next week of classes you're like all right like all right so we just got to get to the week we just got to get to the weekend like what if you were just allotted like one night a week where it's like you there would have to be some sort of mega cushioned room with no electronics for them to possibly just ignite in some sort of weird tripped out yeah you just have to, State. yeah. You just have to like let them get blasted on just Xanax, just like. <laughs> Dude, I bet you they have a fair share of tracks. I'm and, like, sure that you have to because that is, dude, that is like mission critical. 
that your operators are are like I was listening I was reading Black Hawk Down when I had Mike Durant on but they talk about like the pilots there like you see the movie Black Hawk Down you got all the operators like the Rangers and Delta Force you know they're on like cots in like a warehouse and it's like 150 degrees and it's just like you know sucks to suck but they talked about like the pilots and the commander of Delta Force literally like he like ordered like an extra like um like sh- like a um, refrigeration unit and and then cleared it out and just put in cots and he wanted his Black Hawk pilots to sleep in there because they could put it down they could if you turn the refrigerator up you get it to like 70 as opposed to like 50 but it's like you're in Mogad you're in Africa but he wanted his pilots in these closed places with no windows so no light coming in put it at 70 cool night's sleep he's like because these guys he's like these aren't like my these aren't my shooters these are my guys operating black hawk helicopters i need them on their a game but that's what he'd do he'd put them in he'd literally put them in refrigeration units he's like because it is he's like it is more and no one complained about it none of the soldiers were like how come they get it it was like because these guys are flying you in at 180 miles an hour you know low altitude at night while you're taking rpg fire like you want them on their a game you can't have them stressed out you can't have them yeah you can't have them falling asleep at the wheel yeah so it's yeah so i bet they do have a ton of fucking tranquilizers up there because these are your these are your operators these are your these are your boots on the ground but just you're in space you can't have them wigging out you can't like hey man can you uh it's not like office space like can you come in saturday can you pull a double like no like you need them relaxed you gotta have them i don't know yeah man that's you gotta have some mental fortitude like a yeah. monster to do that because yeah. I mean I do oh what do I do in my life I hang out in my basement and host virtual Minecraft camps for kids and it's like it's awesome and I teach kids but you know the night before I get a little stressed out like, what if they don't like my lesson I'm like crack open a beer hang out yeah, yeah go ahead <laughs> let's get this yeah, I mean and then imagine ISS you're just hanging out you're like getting suited up ready to go and then it's like psh, there's a fire somewhere on the space station and it just, <laughs> they're just like huh. but no you gotta stay calm cool and collected it's a grip we're getting yeah out. dude you gotta follow commands you gotta you know don't look follow down procedures like, you gotta not skip anything cause you're looking down and you're just you're looking down at continents flying below you <laughs> it's just like yeah you gotta have a mental but I think it's going to be, I think it's a different kind of fortitude than being in a little capsule and just, mm-hmm. or just th- even the ISS, it's like, if you were to get anxious or be like, this thing's been up here for like 20 years. Like we've got it, you know, when you're up there, they could be like, look, man, you're like, we don't publicize it, but like, yeah, we've had bad days before, but like, we're still going and we've been going for 20 years. You know, we're, yeah. we're, we've got to figure it figured out. Like, you know, here's a little whatever. But do you just get hurled into interplanetary space? There's no. I mean, if you got the nerves, there's no the, legacy, right? Yeah. There's nothing there that's been there. Yeah, there's no, there's yeah, there's no um, precedence. You know, you go to the moon for like the lunar gateway, you could fall back on the Apollo. You'd be like, hey, look, they had the right stuff. Like, you know, you can do it too. They even played golf. Yeah. Like, hey, and they almost died a couple times. Like, you could kind of you, okay. And they okay. Fi- and they figured it out, yeah. right? And so that's and the considerations taken to that by yeah. having having not gone to Mars, right? We can yeah. take the lessons learned, but we're gonna face new stuff. And like, there is something funny. So my my research professor at Georgia Tech, uh, for his PhD, he wrote 
the GPS code that the ISS use. Jeez. And, you know, it was on its own dedicated computer. You got to know where the ISS is at all times to make sure everything's operating, mm-hmm. you know, perfectly. And NASA called him one day. He said, like, 15 years later, NASA called him. It's like, hey, it stopped work. It's like, what do you mean it stopped work? It's like, hey, your code, the code, like, GPS isn't working. What's going on? He's like, I don't know what you do. It's been going for 20 years. What do you mean I did something? I didn't do anything. Yeah. And <laughs> and they're like, it's broken. What do we do? How do we fix this? And he's like, have you tried turning the computer off and back on again? And they're like, we don't know what's going to happen if we do that. This is like a main computer that operates the space station. He's like, I'm trying. <laughs> and they, they spent, you know, hundreds of man hours and two weeks figuring out what would happen if they rebooted the computer before they did it. And then they rebooted the computer and it was fine, <laughs> you know? And now, now we know, hey, if the GPS code just fucking... freezes up, just re- reboot that. Yeah, just redo. <laughs> no one's going to die. No one's and gonna... so it's, it's lessons like that. And it's, but you don't it's have scary to, to think. To Mars. Yeah. It's scary to think that the Apollo guys were like, oh, hey, we're about to die from carbon monoxide poisoning in this capsule the size of a shoebox. And people were like, oh, okay, do you have a sock and yeah, air filter yeah, and just rip some that. wires out of the wall? Yeah. And and it was a bunch of it was a bunch of white collar dudes yeah. in a room saying, Can we do this? And are they gonna die based on what we tell them to do? Either way, and it's like, well, they're gonna die if we don't. And so they're like, fine. Yes, fucking roll. And it's it's scary to think that those those things can still happen on, you know, will different happen. issues. Will happen. Will happen. We're not finished. Yeah. We're not it's, finished. It's it's going to be nuts. There's going to be many more Apollo Apollo eleven ask. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of those. There's also going to there's going to be a lot. There's still a lot of Challenger and Columbia shit left. It doesn't like unfortunately like that stuff's not over. Like it it can't be over. How can you like we're not pushing the envelope. We're not we're not going where no one's gone before. If like shit doesn't go terribly wrong sometimes. Like I'm not trying to be funny, but don't they say yeah, like that's no, no, that's no. like I think they say like rule books are written in blood like, i think uh and now is kind of circling back to talking about the the rocket uh for the demo 2 launch failing right is like well you know we saw Boeing with the orion capsule not going to its allocated orbit we saw a failed ejection from demo uh from the crew capsule before that launch and just based on the spacex like we put in hard hours and we work fast and i mean nasa has all these rules and regulations because of the apollos the challengers the columbias and um you know when when you're in a certain environment one that's based on speed and intensity like spacex um and i'm not saying they don't they don't value safety i'm sure they have thousands of people working on that but you know someone's gonna miss a bolt someone's something's gonna happen that really causes like the nasa paddle of bureaucratic yeah safety like they're gonna get wow. slapped yeah it's not gonna it's not gonna destroy them right like spacex isn't gonna fail because of one bosch launch with a person on it but the, the big concern me and my buddies had for that launch we were just like hearing our buddies who worked at spacex yeah and seeing you know seeing uh what was it? the water tower you know explode the day before we were just like you know, they could get slapped on the wrist really hard, and I think it would be good for them too, yeah. especially before human lives are at stake again. And yeah. I know they've gone through all the tests before and stuff like that, but you know, you can go through the tests and then you know 
Falcon Heavy had both of its boosters crash. Um, you can go through the tests and launch 82 rockets, and then you know you miss the barge. Um, and so that it's lucky that that happens on the non-critical parts, right? I don't want to say the the first stage isn't critical, but that's not the payload. Um, and it's just I think it's a matter of time until something does happen and they get slapped really hard to you know tighten up. Yeah. Because um, that's that's happened at NASA, and I mean working there, it's a pain sometimes because you know. You need a guy watching a guy watching a guy who wrote the thing who's watching the guy tighten the thing he made but uh it's all it's all in place for a reason and nasa's realized it through their own failures and there hasn't been a failure that magnitude in the private space industry and so waiting for something like that to happen is going to be a big milestone um in terms of safety and private and commercial space companies so yeah it yeah, watching the launch last week, that was definitely like shaking in my boots, man. I was freaked out. I, I, I couldn't sleep the night before the the first time they tried to launch it, and I was watching it as soon as the stream started. And I was just like, horrified. But I just kept, but, I just um, kept imagining so, it. I was like, I was like, why am I imagine? I was like, I was like, visualize like good things, like getting up there, like high fiving the other guys. But I couldn't just. Kill I was like, we're gonna there's going to be some explosion and just like if you look at like an, a silhouette of the challenger explosion you know exactly what explosion it is i was like fuck there's going to be some it's going to take some shape there's going to be some sil- like columbia like the streaks in the sky it's like i didn't even realize it till like got up there that like my legs were clenched i was just watching it i was like no i just kept waiting and i was like i was literally i was like this is how it's going to happen it's going to blow up you know the camera's not going to realize it for a second so it's going to track back and i was just like no <laughs> No, and then it worked. Yeah, and then man. it fucking worked, and it was like power to him. I'm, it's <laughs> awesome. Huge step, huge step for sure. Eric, uh, on that note, uh, I was gonna say the the meme I saw. You know, like the thing is always like American uh, astronauts on American rockets from American soil, right? Yeah, but there's something. It was like 2011 to to May 2020 guys space is beyond nations right there are no borders up there we're all human beings june 2020 american rockets from american so but for hashtag launch america yeah but for nine yeah for nine years it was guys we're all one one people you know people up there global like we're all one and then america gets up we pull it off number one yeah it wasn't even the government that did it it was it was some south african dude with a kajillion dollars and a slave force of engineers yeah Yeah, but just where everybody's like america yeah everyone's like chest pounding in their john deere muscle yeah yeah, just yeah fuck you soyuz just like and if something were to happen you know we'd be like guys like there are no borders in space (laughs) oh exactly we'd be like we are all one people we are all one people and no, yes. no, 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 no,